Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. I'm Keith Manconi. Quick note before we jump into today's show, uh, the interview that you're about to hear today uh, was actually used in last week's episode of Taiwan This Week. For those who don't know, Taiwan This Week is ICRT's weekly roundup of news from around Taiwan. And, well, the topic that we're taking on today was very relevant to the news happening last week. So, you know, we thought we would include it there. For those of you who have already heard that show, well, there's not going to be too much new for you here. So you might consider uh, skipping this particular episode and uh, waiting until next week. If you haven't heard it, though, it's a great interview. So let's jump right in. Last Sunday marked International Migrants Day, and more than 1,000 attended a Taipei event that featured vibrant performances put on to showcase the diverse cultures and talents that Taiwan has managed to attract. But not everyone was in a celebratory mood. Members of several groups advocating migrant workers' rights chose the day to stage a protest outside the Philippines' representative office in Taipei to call for more help in addressing the challenges faced by many. Among them was Migrante International, a group working in Taiwan and elsewhere to advocate for overseas Filipino workers. I spoke earlier with the head of the group's Taiwan chapter in studio, Hilda Banugan, who is herself a caretaker working in Taiwan. Uh, and just to explain what they were protesting here, this particular one was directed at the Manila Economic and Cultural Office, uh, or MAKO. Uh, that is the Philippines representatives here in Taiwan. And uh, basically what they were saying is uh, you need to do more to make sure that everybody is playing by the rules in this system. Whether we're talking here about the employers uh, or whether we're talking about the brokers that help these migrant workers come to Taiwan, uh, you need to do more to make sure that they follow the rules on the books. So jumping into the conversation uh, and to give a better sense of what they're kind of getting at there, Hilda explains what these workers face when they first come from the Philippines to Taiwan. In the Philippines, before they're, uh, they're arriving in Taiwan, mm -hmm. they're just signing the contract. But when they arrive in, in Taiwan, the brokers will manipulate this kind of contract. They will change. Um, uh, most of them are it should be we we call them is illegal uh, trafficking. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, their their contract will sign in the Philippines is not originally. Mm -hmm. Even in the caretaker, mm -hmm. most of them they're working in the house of the uh, of the employer, but their contract is not original. Mm. It should be uh, we call them is a fake. They are not. They are just manipulating. Mm. The, the broker will not. Uh, will not process their their original contract in the Mako. So so we have uh we have that case and we should ask them why they will not aware these issues, why they will not care the issues of the migrant workers, why they will not uh ask uh, the, uh, they, they will not demand the, the, to the Taiwan government about these issues for many years. They're, we are suffering the, for many years, but they are just didn't have any actions. This kind of situation. Mm, so basically, 
Uh, you want to see that uh, in, in a lot of cases when uh, migrant workers come to Taiwan, the, the contract that their employer is using is different from the contract that they originally signed. And you think that uh, the, the Philippine government could do more to just make sure that the original contract is what's yes, enforced in yes, Taiwan. Yes, of course. Mm. Um, even in the Philippines uh, and then in Taiwan, just just... They just want to make it sure that these workers is safe. These workers is have a good condition. These workers is have a good protection. Mm-hmm. Just uh, and also and also even even we can call them about. We are just concerning about our situation. That mm-hmm. oh, for example, why 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 my brokers deduct my salary like this like that? But if uh. In our in our in our contract is it's just not uh, legal ways, mm-hmm. but most of them they are saying that oh, it's it depends from the agreement of your work, uh, brokers and you, mm. if uh, and also for your employers. If mm. your employer said oh I don't want to pay that, for example mm-hmm. the renewal of the uh, of the contract, it's it's supposed to be the responsibility of the. Of the bro, uh, I mean the, the workers, the, yeah. the employer to pay the this, okay. but uh, uh, two days ago I just called them. Mm-hmm. I asked them because some of uh, I have uh, there are a uh, migrant worker asked me mm-hmm. that uh, the broker will charge us of one thousand four hundred eighty dollars to to legalize the work the the contract. Mm-hmm. And then I just called to the embassies to to ask about these issues. But they mm-hmm. said, "Oh, it should be the the employer's responsibility." Mm-hmm. But if the employers will not pay this, it should be charged from the workers. Mm-hmm. So we can we should I I'm just oh, where is the truth? Mm-hmm. It should be the workers. It should be the employers. Mm-hmm. That's why many of the uh, brokers, even even were just complaining to the uh, CLE to the one nine five five about these issues. But the you know the the brokers were not aware because when when we are complaining into the Philippine embassy, it should be like, oh, it's there, it's their uh, agreement. It's up to the brokers and to the employer, or it's up to the employer to the and to the mm. workers' agreement. So when so, you when you have a problem and you mm. bring it to the Philippine government, they ba- they basically you're saying that in your experience they don't look into it. Yes. They're they're not interested in finding Actually, out what was yes. the original agreement, what was yeah. the original, what does the original law say that these people are responsible for this, 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 this. Yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah. That's mm. right. Let's uh, okay. So, so those are some of the specific issues that uh, your group was bringing up uh, on Sunday when you when you held this demonstration. Uh, actually, I want to look at broader issues in just a second. But before we move on, is there anything else that you want to highlight? Uh, issues that you brought up on Sunday that you think people should be more conscious of? The happening last Sunday is after after our program, uh, we just called to the representative of Miko to receive our petition signing, and we just called them to sign our receiver. But they are just they will go and then just take only just take the the papers and go inside they will not uh give some speech for us they will not sign our our receiver our uh signature campaign so it should be like acting like they are not like us mm. they, they will it's not an 
it's look like it's not acceptable our our activities activities for them is not accept, acceptable so that i don't either understand why why the they show this kind of attitude for us so mm. so basically you're you're hoping that they can be more responsive in yes. the future mm. So a lot of the issues that you raise and a lot of the issues I hear about migrant workers all involve the brokers, yes. the companies that are helping uh, workers come from the Philippines to Taiwan. Uh, some people are, 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 are saying that maybe we don't even need these brokers. And I, I, I think, I mean, there are legal ways to uh, come to Taiwan without a broker. You can just do direct hiring. Why, why do so many migrants still choose to go through these brokers? Other, uh, yes, uh, that is the very important question. Otherwise, we should pay for them for a monthly service fee. Mm-hmm. But most of the brokers, they will not protect this migrant worker, just only collecting the money. Mm. They just only, sh- uh, if we have, uh, if we have a problem in our jobs, in our uh, situation, when when we are complaining to them, when we are just asking the their. Uh, helps, but they are they are just oh, they are just uh, answering. Oh, if if you want to complain about that, and then I will send you to the Philippines, or else they are just going to threaten us. Uh, they are just going to the this broker want us just for a money, not mm-hmm. for the protection, not for the not for the. Uh, they are just not serving us. Mm. I mean, when when you speak to. Uh, workers in the Philippines that are thinking of coming to Taiwan, do you recommend to them stay away from brokers, just try to find uh, direct hiring instead? Do you, do you think that that's a message yeah, that you yeah. would like to send to more workers? Yes, actually, we're just uh, if better to to have uh, better to go to the direct hire mm-hmm. rather than to the brokers or to the agencies. But here in Taiwan, the situation here in Taiwan. It, even in the in the caretaker or household workers, there is no direct hiring, so it's difficult for us to find the worker, uh, find the employers without brokers. Oh, so mostly, so so the issue is most employers decide to work Deciding. through the brokers, so it's it's just almost impossible to find a job with direct hiring. Yes, I see, I see, I understand. Now, 2016, obviously, you're, you're, you're highlighting here a lot of the challenges, but 2016 is also a year where there were some advancements uh, in terms of uh, some of the regulations for migrant workers in Taiwan. Uh, for example, the fisheries agency is now uh, tasked with coming up with ways to protect migrant workers on Taiwan fishing boats. That's one thing. Uh, and also the three-year cap on the amount of time that uh, migrant workers can stay in Taiwan. That's been done away with. Uh, that obviously caused a lot of problems where migrant workers would have to leave Taiwan uh, and then they might be charged again when they want to come back uh, every three years. Uh, that's something that uh, the brokers opposed a lot uh, before it was finally removed. Uh, and then one other issue that occurred this year that I read about is that uh, in the Philippines, it's now illegal for uh, brokers in the Philippines to charge broker fees, although obviously uh, a lot of reports that I've seen have said that that still happens despite the fact that it's illegal. I'm curious to hear from you. Uh, do you think that uh, this is real progress that we've seen in 2016? There is no improvement at all. Uh, maybe because, maybe because uh, this this uh, government here in Taiwan, eh, the the Miko, uh, the the Philippine embassies will not uh, do some action about these issues. 
Just they just only uh they just only collecting the the papers, they just only oh just you can do that but there is no option how to stop this. Oh, so so even though some of the laws are changing, yes, you're no. saying that doesn't no, matter. No, no, no. There's just no action about this. They just they don't have they don't have any plans how to stop this. Mm-hmm. How to how to cut this this uh uh burden they, because this there are this kind of issues is very burden for us. Mm. They don't have any action about this. Mm. So it's not uh possible that they are they uh, they will be changed. Mm. Now One of the arguments that the brokers make is that if the system is so bad, uh, people would stop coming here. Maybe you know, if Taiwan is so bad, why why do people still come here? They could go to Hong Kong. They could go uh, elsewhere in Asia. Uh, so maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Uh, why do people still come to Taiwan uh, if the system is so bad? Um. First is. Uh. In, in, for my experience, first is uh, the 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 Philippine recruitment agencies didn't told us uh, didn't tell us that oh there is an deduction there is, this is your deduction when you arrive there nothing oh so there's when, a lot of information yes that's left there, out. there is no information at all when mm-hmm. we arrive here we just go oh what. Why? Why my why my my Philippine agencies doesn't want to tell us that about these issues? Mm-hmm. It should be like they're just quiet mm-hmm. because they must be afraid that the workers will not uh, interest, so they will not uh, collect the money. So maybe they just they they're just uh, being quiet and they just oh sh- when uh, when we arrive, they're just shocking for us that oh my gosh then. We have this kind of, uh, they they have this kind of, uh, implement, uh, I mean, rules in Taiwan, but they don't have any information in the Philippines, in the mm. recruitment agencies. For example, uh, the uh, they are just working here for many t- many times and going back home and then come back. It's because the the in our it's it's just like, uh, okay. After after our end of our contract, and then uh, we come back again because my employers will be will uh, rehired us. So it's uh, it's difficult for us to find another job in other country. So another payment, another changes of the culture. So mm. oh, so it, once you're here, it's hard to leave. Yes. Mm. If you knew everything that you know now before you came to Taiwan, do you think you would still come here? For me, I think no. No, really. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's the biggest issue for you? Do you think? Uh, for me, is uh, first is I don't have day off. Mm. I don't have day off. I have to pay uh, our our uh, brokers fee, but my brokers doesn't want to care us. Mm-hmm. Even me, I have I have here for two years to my employers, but I I I cannot receive any message for them, any call for them. Mm. Yeah. So, and also we should uh, uh, our our salary is not enough because I have we have a lot of deductions. So. Mm. All right. Well, uh, those were all my questions for today. Uh, but is uh, there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners? Yeah. Uh, To all the Filipino here in Taiwan, uh, still continue to fighting your our rights. You, you know, guys, mga kababayan, uh, 
Sasabihin ko lang sa inyo, kung hindi kayo maninindigan sa sarili ninyo, walang mangyayari sa atin. Kaya kailangan nating uh, kailangan nating ipaglaban yung mga karapatan natin as a migrant workers here and also wag pa, wag po tayong magpasindak-sindak. Kaya kaya tayo naaapi dahil pinapakita nating mahina tayo. Kaya in this time, we are just uh, we are just encouraging you guys to fight our rights no matter what happens. All right. Well, that was the uh, perspective today from Hilda Banughan, uh, who is the chairperson for Migrante International in Taiwan. Hilda, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you so much for inviting us, and thank you so much for having a time, having me a time here. Thanks for listening to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. Taiwan Talk, of course, broadcasts on ICRT FM one hundred every Monday at. 8 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. right after the top of the hour newscast. So you can find it there. Or you can find these episodes online at the ICRT website and on iTunes. Those are extended interviews a little bit longer than you're going to find on the broadcast. Also want to plug our other show, uh, Taiwan This Week, which brings you a roundup of Taiwan's top news stories uh, over the past seven days. Like I mentioned, uh, this interview was also featured in that show as well. So a lot of great content for you there. Just uh, want to look for a different podcast stream. Taiwan This Week is where to find all of that. That is it for the show today for Taiwan Talk and ICRT. I'm Keith Manconi. See you next time.